Welcome to the Self-Styled Podcast, a podcast about the intersection of our identities and our personal style for ambitious women. Together, we'll explore all of the ways our personal style is expressed in our closets and our lives. I'm your host, Nicole Achi. Let's dive into today's episode. Welcome back to the Self-Styled Podcast. Today, I want to talk about something that is coming up all of the time in my work now that vaccines are starting to roll out, offices are deciding whether or not people are going back to in-person work, and life as summer kind of rolls on here gets more back to normal, right? Of course, there's still long-term effects of the pandemic, but women are starting to think about getting dressed again and getting out of their sweats. And a lot of the conversations that I'm having online and off are around weight gain from COVID and quarantine. Well, not really from COVID itself, but from quarantine because of COVID. And I want to talk about this today in a way that I don't talk about some issues on this podcast, but it's becoming something that is paralyzing women It's causing all kinds of self-esteem issues. It's causing all kinds of blocks when it comes to showing up in their life and showing up online and showing up to promote their business and showing up to promote themselves in the workplace and dating. I've had people tell me in my DMs on Instagram when I did a couple stories on this that they have canceled photo shoots that they have paid thousands of dollars for because of their weight gain. I have had people tell me that it's affecting their work one-on-one with clients because they don't feel comfortable Now, meeting clients in person, it is becoming a rampant issue. And I also see a lot of people wanting a lot of like hacks and tips and tricks to hide the weight gain. And I'm getting a lot of questions about those types of things on Instagram. So today I want to talk about how to navigate your personal style with weight gain and what I really think it takes. And I want to reframe this for you in a way that you may not have thought about. So I'm excited for you to be with me in this episode today because I think I talk a lot about mindset in my work and I think that more important than the clothes for the women and the population that I work with is the mindset because I work with women who have made amazing things happen in their lives, overcome incredible obstacles, built business one Google search at a time, you know, they've figured things out. But this style thing gets really, really tricky. And it's not because the clothes are not available. Again, I'll say what I say on here all the time. There's never been more clothes available in the world at every price point than there is today. So it's not the availability of clothes. And I would argue it's actually not even the quality of clothes, though that has changed. I would argue that it's a lot of our expectations from our clothes and our mindset around our body and our clothes that is problematic. So I think that this work is, and this conversation is probably more important than any tips or hacks I could give you to dress yourself and hide 10 pounds. So I have a very clear perspective on weight gain and visibility because I am someone who works from the commitment of wanting women to be more visible in the world. And I can't keep that commitment and talk about the work that I do if I don't talk about the weight gain thing because it keeps so many of us back. And I also want to say here that I live what I preach. I try not to bring my own personal experiences into my client's world too often, but I think when it comes to taking somebody's two cents on this topic, it's not super helpful to hear that this doesn't affect me. It's 
because how would I then know that this works, <laughs> right? That's, I mean, that's ridiculous. So I went to her and time heard a nutrition coach say that like food wasn't of interest to her. And I thought, I would never want to have you help me with my nutrition if you don't understand the joy of food and why, you know, I may eat too much of it. So that's why I want to bring this up. So I understand very much what it's like to deal with body image issues and weight weight gain and weight fluctuation. And just really briefly, when I was from the age of 15 to 28, I had a pretty serious eating disorder. In my teen years, it completely impacted all of the decisions that I would go on to make, including where I would go to college, how close I needed to be to the doctors and the hospitals I was at. And then my decision to go to grad school in Atlanta was like my big moment of freedom. But my eating disorder got worse there. And it wasn't until I met my husband that um, I had to really face what was going on. And I've been in recovery for over 12 years. So I don't talk about this because it's not something that I consider to be part of like my identity anymore. I also don't consider it to be a food issue. I consider it to be like an issue that I had that my spirit was in pain. And I talked about that on an earlier podcast with my friend, Sarah Antonato, who also had an eating disorder. We both had eating disorders in high school at the same time and went to high school together. So that was an interesting story. And that conversation is probably the most honest I've ever been on here about that. Not because I'm trying to hide it, but just because I'm 40 now and hasn't been a thing that rocked my world since I was 28. And I've completely changed as a person. And I feel as though that behavior was very much about me trying to not look at other things and shrink down to not be seen because I was lacking confidence and a feeling of basic worthiness in other areas of my life. So there's that. But then over the more recently, over the past six years, I went through what many people that listen to the show or follow me on social media know, um, infertility for a long time. And I'm currently pregnant at the recording of this. I'm 30 weeks today with a little baby girl and I'm very lucky. I did six rounds of infertility treatments and had multiple miscarriages to get here. And my weight fluctuated insanely during that time and my visibility and my career took off. So I have a lot to say about how I managed that time or a lot of tools that I can give you because of how I managed that time. And I don't think you had to have gone through hormone treatments that you know made you gain 10 pounds overnight in order to understand this. Doesn't matter if it happened, the weight gain happened overnight or it happened in the course of a year, like it still happened. It's still uncomfortable. And I know what it's like to have to keep showing up because I pretty much landed my most highest paid speaking engagement that I had to do. I signed the contract I had a miscarriage and two weeks later I had to be up on stage giving this presentation. And when I look at the pictures from that, I still look a little pregnant and it was horrible. It was a pretty late in my first trimester. It was a shock to myself and to the doctors. And yeah, when I think back on that, I can't believe I got up on that stage and did that I was like a shell of a person. But somebody paid me five figures to give that talk and I thought, I had to do it. You know, there was no backing out. There was no rescheduling this event with hundreds of people. So, you know, it was painful to look at those pictures. And I I know what it feels like to look at a picture of yourself, particularly if you're representing yourself or your brand and you've gained weight and you're like, oh my God. And whether it's because of a tragedy, like a miscarriage, or it's because you just were trying to numb something or eating too much, or you have a health condition that is helping, you know, pack on weight that you don't want. I mean, any of these reasons doesn't make it less painful. So 
thank you if you're still listening. I wanted to just share that I understand and that the things I'm going to talk about today on this episode are all things that I have both coached my clients on, but I have had to live and I know what it's like to want to shrink from the world. I really do. And I've done things and behaved in ways to encourage that, to not be seen, to be as thin as possible. And then you know, swung the other way and and had waking that I couldn't control and not wanting to be seen then. So where you are on this spectrum, I understand. And I think that some of these particular tools will be helpful. If you are in the throes of a very serious eating disorder, I'm not a doctor, please go get some help. Please get not just, you know, help where people maybe give you medication or whatever, but go see a therapist, get support. I believe that eating related behaviors are never just about the eating. They're also about something going on in our spirit. So please take care of yourself. But if you're like most of the women I'm talking to and you lived through a pandemic and it was really stressful, maybe you had kids at home and maybe it affected your business, maybe it impacted your relationships, you maybe turned to food for comfort, had a little bit extra wine, all those things, and now you gained some weight. So Let's talk about how we navigate this. I was talking to a client the other day who said that she was only showing her face on social media and no body photos. And she was doing this because she was afraid that people wouldn't hire her if they knew she was plus size. I know people that do this are plus size, people that are not plus size. I have people that do this because they think that they're too tall. They think that their ears look funny. So wherever you are on this hiding from visibility scale, I want you to hear what I want to remind you of something. If you are someone that owns a business or is in the professional world in any way, you probably either hire people or work with other people that you don't know. They're strangers to you, right? And I want you to think to yourself, how often do I judge the people that I hire, whether that be contractors, whether that be full-time employees, whether that be even to somebody that like does your grass, you know, does your lawn care, how often do you really worry about what their body shape looks like or what they look like or if they are by your estimation fat or thin or tall or skinny like has that ever really entered your mind when you were trying to get expertise to help you with a problem because it's never entered mine and i hire between four and six people a month or i pay four to six people a month to help me run my business in all different ways. Sometimes it's a consultant. Sometimes it's, I mean, I have an accountant. I have a lawyer that I work with sometimes. I have podcast editors who are amazing. I have never once looked at their social media to see what their body looked like before I decided if I could pay them. I've read the captions of their stuff. I've read their websites. I've listened to their podcasts to see if I related to them, to see if they could help me, to see if it was a good fit. But I have never considered their body. I just don't care right? Like I want them to be happy and healthy in the world, but I don't care what their body looks like. And so I want you to think if that's not the case for you. And I want to know why you would put yourself to a standard and imagine other people are putting you to a standard that you don't put other people to, that it never would occur to you to do. And I think it's important to also recognize that you're probably doing this to feel safe in the world. You're probably doing this because criticism is painful and it's hard to put yourself out there. But is it reasonable that this is where the criticism is going to come from? Because in my life experience, it has been more the case that criticism around my appearance and how I looked came from family members, came from people that I knew. It didn't come from a prospective client. 
right? There's no reason why anyone should ever be commenting on anybody's weight. But in terms of visibility, I think it's important for us to remember that when we're protecting ourselves from something emotionally, is it the appropriate place to be trying to reenact that protection, right? It's more appropriate in my own experience to set the boundary with a parent or you know, an aunt or somebody that I see once in a while than it is for me to hide in order to not be criticized for changes in my weight. So I just hope that that little reminder that you probably aren't hiring people based on what their body looks like. And I'm not saying that women aren't put to unfair standards in our society. But when someone wants a job done and you are an expert, you not showing up is hurting them more than you are protecting yourself in these particular instances, right? Some people aren't just going to like you. They're just not going to like you. That's the that's the world. But this particular client was saying that, you know, she also has plus size clients. And so she was like, wow, me not showing up and showing my expertise because of my body and because I'm worried about that is really problematic because I'm also not being an example to them. So in that light, I want you to think about who are you not being an example to if you're spending all your time trying to hide your weight gain at the expense of not showing your expertise. Because here's the thing, your weight gain is neutral. What's a lot of weight to you could be nothing to somebody else. Most people are so busy thinking about themselves, they are not thinking about the weight that you put on during quarantine, I'll be honest with you. I really, I mean that. So I want to encourage you to think, would you hold somebody else to the standard that you were holding yourself to? with the parameters you will allow yourself to show up in because of weight gain? And who are you holding yourself back from impacting as a result of that? The next thing I want to talk about and have you think about is, are you sure that this shrinking from your life, again, it doesn't have to be because you're promoting your business on social media. I've heard people tell me they stopped dating. I've heard people tell me they've avoiding social events. I've all those things. And most of them say it's because they don't have clothes in their closet for their current weight, which they might not. That's fair. But here's what I want to ask you. Before February or March of last year, when coronavirus went wild in the United States, were you at all held back from wearing clothes or buying clothes that made you feel great about yourself because of your weight? Are you sure that you weren't somebody that was playing the when I lose weight, then I will handle my closet, buy a wardrobe I like for a while? Are you sure that it didn't start before quarantine? When I am asking people this question, new clients that are coming to me, people on social media, women that I'm meeting in different contexts, I'm saying, did you love your closet before COVID? Could you open your closet and tell me that if you weren't 5, 10, 15 pounds heavier, you would be delighted to wear the clothes in your closet? And all of them have said no. All of them have said they're problematic and they don't feel like they were, you know, they either weren't investing in themselves or whatever. So I'm not saying that for a small population of people who gained weight during COVID, they have an actual logistical issue. They can't button their pants. Fine. But it's different to not be able to button your pants, but like your pants, and then you just go and buy them in a size up. Right? There's no drama there because you figured out your style. If you have your style handled, 
then all you need to do is go up a size or two and then do whatever you need to do or want to do to lose the weight if that's what you choose to do. I'm not here trying to advocate anybody losing weight. But if that's what you want to do, you still need to put the pants on. You still need to go in the world, right? You still need human connection. You still need to be visible. So why are you pretending like COVID weight is the real issue when you were never happy or you were playing the game with your wardrobe that was when I look this way, then I'll reward myself with my style. And that's the real issue here. You don't use your style to reward yourself. That's not how it works. You use your style to become more fully yourself when you're out in the world. And that doesn't mean that you need to do things that make you feel uncomfortable or wear clothes that feel uncomfortable. It means you need to respect the body you have that keeps you alive every day, that allows you to have human experiences and wear clothes that fit it and also respect your spirit and your self-esteem and your relationships with the people around you by wearing clothes that make you feel good about yourself, not what other people think. Because if you show up looking and feeling your best, other people are going to notice. They may not even notice your outfit, but they're going to notice you feel happy. People notice when we're uncomfortable in our skin. I'm not saying you have to love your weight gain, but I'm asking you to really think, is it true that this extra weight, however many pounds it is, is really the thing getting in the way? Or was, because was I really someone that embrace style truly before this 10 pounds, the likelihood that you were is pretty low. Because if you were, you would just say, okay, this sucks. I don't love this, but at least I know what to go buy. I'd, you'd buy it, you'd get a size up or down and you move on with your life. So what people are doing is they're, particularly women are keeping themselves stuck and beating themselves up more opting out of feeling good when they're getting dressed, which then doesn't make you want to take whatever steps you need to take to be motivated to make change. And they're blaming the weight when they are missing an entire skill set, which is I'm not somebody that even knows how to be happy in my clothes. I'm not even somebody who knows how to dress for how I want to feel. I'm not someone who's ever been curious about my body shape. I'm someone who's obsessed with my weight. Well, on this topic, I want to remind you that you are absolutely never going to find clothes that look good and fit you and brands that work for you if you don't look at your body shape and stop looking at your weight. So your weight dictates the size on the tag, whether you go up or down, that's all that it dictates. It doesn't dictate the style of the clothes that are going to make you feel good. Your weight doesn't dictate your style. Now, for you personally or for people listening to this podcast, you may decide that certain weights that you see on the scale mean you opt out of style, but that's your choice. Those clothes that could make you feel amazing still exist in the world. That's a punishment you're picking. And I think it's important to remind people that weight is not the same thing as style. Size is not the same thing as style because say you're someone that really likes moto jackets. I don't know. I'm just making that up. They come in size zero and they come in size 26 and they come in every size in between. And they probably even come in higher sizes. If that's a style you like and you're choosing not to wear it, not because it doesn't come in your size, not because it doesn't fit someone that has your weight. It's because you're choosing not to wear that. So you have a number on the scale and all of a sudden you feel like you're worthy of it. I've talked on here before in the weight loss 
episode that I have had clients who have lost 50 pounds, 100 pounds, and have been just as overwhelmed and felt just as unworthy of their personal style after the weight loss as they did before. And so there was really just as much work, if not more work to do, because they didn't try to engage with their style as the scale went down. You cannot hold yourself hostage to being happy in your clothes and then expect one day when the scale reads the number you want, you're all of a sudden going to be someone that can engage in that process. You're not. That's just not how it works. You're already committed to self-punishment. So I want to give you another way to look at this. Say you're living in a home or an apartment and it, it just isn't your dream in terms of layouts or finishes or overall condition, but it fits your budget. It's in a neighborhood you like and it's where you are right now right? You've rented it, you bought it, you accept it. May not be your forever home, but you are. So most women in that circumstance, I know, will try to make the best out of it, right? They'll put in effort. They'll spend some money to make their living space as nice as possible during this interim time. This is where they live. This is where their life is going to unfold. And this is a space that they need to feel safe in from the outside world. They can recognize their home isn't their ideal, but they still make an effort to bring out its best while they're living there. It's not a personal reflection of them the way that we seem to think that dressing our bodies are. It's just about making the best of what's happening because life is happening anyways in that space. What if you looked at your body that way, right? It keeps you safe. It keeps you alive. If you're a mother, it gave you children, you know, even if you don't let your, you know, not in the best health, still give you a life, your heart's still pumping. It may not be the perfect thing that you want, right? And maybe you still have goals for it and that's totally fine, but you still have to live your life in it just like you have to live your life in that apartment. So why not make the best of it? Why not encourage yourself towards your goals by making it as ideal as it can be when you put clothes on it every day? Why not make it less of a personal reflection? Because the people that love you aren't thinking about the size of your body. They're thinking about how you make them feel, right? They're thinking about the attributes, the kindness, the intelligence, the drive, the nurturing that you give them. They don't care how much you weigh. They may want you to be healthy. They may want the best for you, but that's not why people love you. So what would be possible for you if you showed up for your body today pandemic weight, no pandemic weight, the way you would show up for a home or apartment, whatever, a living space that wasn't your forever and it wasn't perfect, but it still did a lot for you. Still kept you safe and it still gave you shelter and peace from the outside world. So what I want to leave you with today is that most of the game of this, of getting dressed after weight gain or being visible during weight gain is a mental thing because the only thing that changed during the pandemic and with weight is the size. If you did the work or decide to do the work right now to understand what your personal style is, whether you gain the weight, more weight, or you lose weight, all that would happen is you would buy a different tag size in the same styles that you like. So you have two choices. You get to engage in your style and begin building the skills that you're going to have for the rest of your life by learning how to be someone that doesn't punish themselves with their personal style, but instead honors themselves with it. Or you can still say that the issue is the weight 
and continue to opt out, not just of getting dressed in a way that makes you feel good, because quite frankly, I don't think it's about the clothes, but opting out of parts of your life, opting out of being seen, opting out of people finding you and learning your message and what your gifts that you have for the world, and opting out of all kinds of other things in your personal life. I know because I've done it, and I know that this is literally the only choice. (laughs) And so I'm gonna leave you with that today. If learning more about your style is something you want to do from a place of learning your body type, learning the colors that look best on you, which I will add, sometimes the big benefit of learning about your own personal style and going through an exploration process and working with somebody is that it gives your brain something to focus on besides being obsessed with the weight gain. Because now you have tools. Oh, I know how to make myself feel good. I can go buy a green top, right? I know what style of pants makes me feel confident, then you don't have to think about your body all the time. It gives you something else to think about. And now you have energy to set whatever goals you want, whether that be weight loss, whether that be professional, whether that be dating, whatever that looks like for you. So if something you want to look at, I just created a brand new service. It's a four hour intensive broken up with a lunch break where we dive into your current closet. We dive into your body type. We talk about the best colors for you. We figure out if you could only add 15 or 20 items to your closet to completely move it more towards your ideal. What would that be so that it feels manageable? We edit your whole current closet. All of this is done virtually. Again, four hours. You could have an entire plan and a beautifully designed PDF for your personal style strategy complete with an edited closet and a list of 15 to 20 things that you could buy when you're ready to bring you closer to where you want to be. I mean, sounds like a fun afternoon to me. I'll be there. So I'd love to have you there too. Thanks for joining me today. I hope this episode helped.